0: Hey everybody, it's Kindle from Recording Lounge. Welcome to our second installment of Top 10 Studio Essentials. And uh, this episode we're doing $500 or less. So enjoy. So now it's time for Top Studio Essentials $500 or less. Number 10 is the Radial SGI system. So I believe these are about $250. And basically uh, what this is... Is a essentially a preamp that uh, amplifies your guitar's signal and converts it to a balanced signal so that it can travel long distances without loss. Now, this is extremely useful for guys that are putting their amp in another room or in a closet or something like that, and they need to run cable runs longer than you know 20 feet on their guitar. Um, guitar cables are notorious for losing tone and losing signal quality and getting noise added and all kinds of things and having interference. And so ideally, you keep as short of a cable as possible when it comes to unbalanced cables like guitar cables. Um, and then the radial SGI is basically a two-part system. So you have the first side, which is the send side, that, uh, you know, it needs power, it needs a little adapter that comes with it, you plug into the SGI, it then has an XLR output, so you go out of that, you can run, I believe they say up to like 500 feet or 500 yards or something ridiculous um, before you experience loss of tone, so then you can run, you know, mic cables, just regular mic cables, um, as long as you need to go. Uh, and then the opposite end has a another box that's passive. It's the receive side that then converts that down back to the correct level. Um, and there's a cool little feature on there. And, and this is something, it's not like a guitar preamp, like you can't use it just for regular use. It's sort of its own thing. That It's its own system um but there's a drag control and that's basically just a fancy way of saying an impedance control so you can kind of adjust the tone if if you see if you feel like it sounds a little different or maybe you want it to be just a touch brighter or a touch darker you can adjust the impedance by uh, using the drag control on the uh, on the send side which is kind of a cool little feature i usually just kind of keep it in the normal position And it works fine for me. But I have two of these. I use them religiously to go from the control room to the live room. Um, I mean, they really have improved my guitar sounds. They really help project noise over long distances. They've got a ground lift on there if you need them. I don't usually have it in. Um, I mean, either ground lift in or out, one of them is going to be noisy. So, generally, not always, but generally speaking, I, I find that on the SGIs, at least in my case. One of them's noisier than the other, so pick the one that's less noisy. Um, and then on the output of the receive side, there's uh, you know just a regular guitar cable, and you run that to the amp. So for me, I run you know maybe a 10 foot cable to the SGI, and then long XLR cable through the snake into the live room, and then maybe another 10 foot cable right in front of the amp. And it sounds great. You don't lose tone. It's very crystal clear. It's about 250 bucks. I highly highly recommend them. Great for live use as well. Number 9 is the I've I've, I've got a couple of different microphones cuz I couldn't decide. Um so one of them is the Michael Jolly V250, which is a cool condenser mic for not that much money. I think it's $300, maybe 4. Um or the AKG 214 or the Shure KSM-32. These are all great microphones with sort of a similar type, you know, do-it-all type perspective. Um, I would say the Michael is a little more geared towards vocals, um, and the 214 is maybe a little more geared towards sort of like just flat, flatness. Um, out of these three, my personal favorite would probably be the Shure KSM-32, Not a very expensive mic. You can find them on eBay all the time. I'm not sure how much they're going for new right now. Maybe right at $500, Um, but you find them on eBay all the time for much less. And it's just a great microphone. I mean, they're just sort of workhorse mics. All of them work great. Um, I think, like I said, if I had to suggest just one of them, I would probably suggest the KSM32. Um, You know, it's rock solid, They just always seem to sound good. I've used it on guitar cabs, and on overheads, and on vocals, on acoustic guitar. It's just really a cool mic. I mean, I would never feel ashamed to use it on a final vocal, even with all the microphones I have. Because if it's right for the voice, it's right for the voice. And it's a good sounding mic. So, check it out. Number nine. I have two different options for this as well. Uh, These are either... The Cascade Fathead ribbon or the Cascade Vinget ribbon might. So these almost fit into the one hundred dollars or less category because I think the 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 lowest base model of Fathead is like one hundred and fifty dollars. I do recommend getting the with the Lundahl transformer upgrade. Uh, it's just a little bit clearer sounding, and um, and it, the the lifespan is going to be longer, um, and just be more solid. So. It's, if, if you're looking for an introduction to ribbon mics, if you've never really gotten into ribbon mics before, the Cascade microphones are definitely the way to go. They're cheap, they're affordable, I mean, they they sound great. Um, I like the Vinjet a little bit more than the Fathead, personally, um, but they're both great mics to try out. I, I have I have the Fathead myself, and I use it. I mean, it, I have... <laughs> I've used Royer's and I've got some AEA microphones and, I mean, I still use the Fathead a lot because it sounds good and it was 200 bucks, 300 bucks, something like that. So check it out. If you're not into ribbons yet, you need to get into them. They might change your life a little bit, especially for drums and guitars. Number seven is the Telefunken M80 or M81. So this is sort of Telefunken's answer to the SM57 and SM58. Their M80 is a little more like the SM58 and their M81 is a little more like the SM57. Now, um, since getting these microphones, uh, I was working up at a studio here and we were doing uh, the U.S. Air Force Jazz Band and uh, the studio owner over there had a great idea. Uh, He's saying, listen, we got to record, you know, horn sections. What are we going to use? I mean, do we, we probably want a mic guys you know decently individually if we can and so long story short the m80 had just come out and so he pulled some strings and was able to get 10 of them or more like maybe 20 of them sent to us to use on this session and um we ended up being just amazed at these little microphones they're 250 dollars, maybe they might have gone up since then but i think they're 250 and they are like you know, God's SM57, I mean, they're just, they just are like, wow, you know, I mean, they're like a 57 but better, or a 58 but better. The isolation is better, the feedback rejection, rejection you know, feedback and uh, bleed rejection is just incredible on them. i It's baffling to me. I mean, they say they're cardioid, but it's kind of unbelievable. It's like, they're these almost have to be tighter than that, because, I mean, the bleed that it rejects is just incredible and uh, i mean the tone is clear it's crystal clear it's rock solid um, the head basket is a little more fragile than the sm58 or sm57 those are pretty invincible um, so if it if it gets whacked by a drumstick you know it might break the head basket but i'm pretty sure you can get those replaced pretty easily um, but man the the m80 has become my go-to snare mic for top and bottom and it has been for the last probably 3 or 4 years and I just I see no reason why to go back to the SM57 on snare if I have an M80 available. The M81 came out after the M80 and uh, I don't actually own one but I've been using them here and there um, on other sessions and uh, they're really cool mics. They're a little bit darker than the M80 if you you know if the M80 is a little bit too shiny for you uh, if you if you kind of like the 57 vibe more than the 58 vibe you know the M81 might be a really really cool option for you. Now, recently Telefunken also came out with the M82, which is their large diaphragm uh, microphone in this series, and it sounds awesome. Um, it's not one of those you know only for kick drum large diaphragm dynamics. It's it's a very versatile mic. Sounds really great on kick drum. It's got like these EQ notches on it that actually sound good. Like a lot of those mics with, you know, a 350 hertz dip. Like a lot of it's like way too much or not enough. It sounds awesome on kick drum. And if you leave the EQ switches flat or do the high emphasis, it actually sounds really killer on vocals. Uh, Or for voiceover work, I think the M82 is $400. And it's just a sleek-looking mic, really well-made. I mean, the Telefunken mics, its it, it, you can't go wrong. Really recommend the whole M series, M81, M80, M82. They're all under $500, and they all rock. Number six is an external hard drive of high quality and an external hard drive backup system. So I'll split this into two parts. First of all, If you don't have an external hard drive of some kind, you're wrong, okay? (laughs) You need one. You need one for backup or for recording or for just storage or anything. I mean, you need one. Um, I haven't tested this personally myself. I've heard other people have success with it, but I believe USB 3.0 is fast enough to record to. I have not tested that personally, so don't take my word for it necessarily. Do some Googling. But obviously Firewire and Thunderbolt and eSATA... Those are all plenty fast to record to, so long as the internal hard drive speed is 7200 RPM or faster. Make sure that you check the internal hard drive speed on your hard drive. I do not recommend getting a solid state external drive. Um, that's my personal preference because uh, solid state drives, they're great, they're fast, they're small, they're lightweight, but when they fail, they fail they fail hard. Whereas a hard disk is going to sort of slowly fail and sort of start to read slower and not perform as well, but you can still get data off of it. Um, It's just going to take a little while longer. But when a solid state drive fails, it fails. So with that being said, um, I have two external hard drives. One of them is more for sort of just like transferring files taking to you know mobile things whatever and the other one is a very large three terabyte backup drive that is always connected and i use a program called Acronis backup now mac and pc both have things like built in to the operating system that allow you to just back up but you need some sort of a backup system that will back up every single day automatically without you having to do anything um it's Seriously, it is it is such a relief to know that every day at 3 o'clock in the morning, which I never turn off my computer, um, it's just on all the time because it's in the studio and it's got one purpose. Um, every morning at 3 o'clock, my, uh, my data, anything that was changed that day automatically backs up to the hard drive, and uh, you know it saves incremental backups, and I know that at the very most, if something ever happened... Um, I would only lose a day's work, uh, which I could, you know, take out the budget or whatever and redo something if I had to. But hopefully that never has to happen. It hasn't happened so far. Um, Now, I also do recommend paying for a cloud-based backup system as well. Because what if, you know, something catches on fire? Well, there goes your backup drive. Basically, spend you know don't be afraid to spend anywhere from two to five hundred dollars on a good backup system because backup is i mean so crucial to recording if you lose something i mean you can really be screwed i mean you, you can lose clients you can get sued you can get in big trouble you can lose money by having to redo stuff i mean all kinds of crazy stuff i've heard of stories where you know guy's hard drives have gotten stolen or misplaced or damaged or stepped on or you know a million other things could happen so if you're not backing up in three places you know that's the ideal scenario where you have a backup that's always connected that backs up you know very regularly you have one cloud-based and then you have one that's maybe you know off in a safety deposit box or something that you know is uh taken from the you know, every single month it takes it from the cloud backup or something. I mean, when in doubt, backup, backup, backup. It is in your best interest to, to spend a decent amount of money on that, if, especially if you're doing this, f- you know, for money, for work. Because you do not want to know what happens when you lose people's work. So, number five is a Countryman Type 10 DI um, I mentioned the radial DI on the under $100 section of this, but uh, this has become my favorite active DI. Um, it's the Countryman Type 10. It's, I think, decently new within the last couple of years. It's an active direct box. I think it's about $300, and it might seem like, oh man, that's a lot for that, but it's crystal clear. It's quiet as a mouse it has a lot of gain in terms of, you know, it's active output. So you don't have to, you know, you don't have to boost the pre very much. Um, I mean, it just sounds so good. It sounds amazing on bass. It's so wide frequency spectrum. I mean, it picks up everything. You don't lose a thing. You can drive long cables with it. I mean, it's, it's a great, great DI box. Built like a tank. I mean, absolutely rock solid. You could take it on tour and not even bad an eyelash. It will be fine. Uh, it's, they also make the Type 85, which is a standard. It's been a standard for a long time. Um, I've tried both. I love the Type 10. It, it's just my preference. Um, it's definitely worth looking into. Uh, that's the Countryman Type 10 Active Direct Box. So for a number four... I couldn't decide between two preamps, and uh, the two that I chose were the FMR Audio RNP, also called the really nice preamp, um, or the True Systems P Solo. Now, uh, there's a great review done of a couple of mic pres in this region from Ronan Chris Murphy, and I def- definitely recommend checking out his video. It's awesome. Uh, he talks about these two as well as uh, the Black Lion Pre. But these two preamps, granted, it's a little unfair because the RNP is two channels and the P-Solo is one channel and they're about the same price. But they're different sounding and they're just both such great preamps for under 500 bucks. You know, I've heard some of the warm audio stuff and I've heard the golden age stuff and it's pretty cool. But just for the value alone and just for the sound, I mean, I just love these two preamps. Um, again, another one of those preamps that is always useful to have around. It's not really going to mess something up. Whether you're, you know, pairing it with cheaper pre's or nicer pre's, it's going to sound good. Um, they're both really cool. I really like the RNP a lot because it's two channels and it's extremely small, and um, it's got a lot of gain. Sounds really good with, you know, certain mic, like SM7s or RE20s. It sounds great with those mics. Um, Sounds really good with 57s on guitars. Um, It's just a really all-around good pre. The P Solo has a great DI. It's got a lot of gain. Sounds awesome on room mics or on vocals. If you're looking for something a little more clean, um, sort of uncolored, I would probably go with the P Solo. But again, keep in mind, for about the same price, maybe even a little more, um, you're getting one channel instead of two, like the RNP. But I, I don't really see any reason why you wouldn't want to have an RNP around. Um, they've saved a lot of money by putting it in a tiny enclosure and by using a wall wart as opposed to you know a big 19-inch rack with a power supply and all this stuff. Um, so it's small, it's compact. They didn't spend a lot of money on the screen printing. I mean, the thing is not the prettiest preamp out there. But all of those things combined to help get a lot of savings out of the pre, they easily could be charging twice or three times the price for this. Um, But they've saved so much by just the aesthetics and, you know, the simple, simple, simple design. Um, I mean, it's really worth listening to and checking out and really worth just getting one just to have. Um, There's been many times when it's been my, you know, like, wow, I'm out of preamps let's use it on guitar and holy crap that sounds really good uh you know and i i've had mine for gosh 6 or 7 years now and i don't regret a single day i've never had a single problem with it uh i it's not noisy it's i mean it's great so check them out number 3 would have to be either the SM7 or the RE20 these two microphones are just little beauties that have been around in the studio world for a long time. And there's a reason. Um, I'm talking on an RE-20 right now. um, And and the SM7 is uh, another... I use that a lot on my shows. And, I mean, I use both of these mics so often. Um, I mean, to think of how many performers and singers over the years have chosen these mics over some of the nicest mics in history... Stevie Wonder, for example, was an avid user of the RE-20. Stevie Nicks was an avid user of the RE-20. Um, Two Stevies. I mean, what do you know? If your name is Stevie or Steve, maybe you should check out the RE-20. Um, Michael Jackson chose the SM7. Michael... Okay. You and I both know that Michael Jackson could have used any microphone in the entire world. I mean... One of the most successful artists in the history of time, if not the most successful. I mean, it's arguable in terms of album sales. I mean, yeah, but I mean, he could have used any mic in the world, and the SM7 was the go-to. And uh, I mean, Bono from U2, SM7. Um, you know, ACDC, Van Halen. I mean, you'll you will see these microphones on classic rock band vocalists from. All over, um, Axel Rose. I mean, just everywhere. I, I, you, you've probably seen it a million times. The SM7, the RE20 is maybe not as common on vocals. It's a little more common on instruments. For example, almost every time Led Zeppelin did drums, the RE20 was probably on the kick drum. I mean, some of their drum sounds are not, you know, close miked at all, but a lot of them were, and a lot of it was RE20. Um RE20 is an amazing mic. I would say if I had to put it this way, you you really probably should have both, but if you again, if you need a little bit more of a vocal mic, uh, probably the SM7, if you need a little bit more of an instrument mic, probably the RE20. That's my personal thought, but they're both great on both things. I mean, they both sound amazing. They're I think the SM7 is like 350 or 375 or something like that and the RE20 is maybe 400. Now, don't be fooled by the new Electro voice mic that looks like the RE20. The 320, in my opinion, does not sound nearly as good as the RE20. And plus, if you're worried about price, I mean, seriously, check out eBay because you can find these mics all the time. Or Craigslist because they're so popular. Don't, don't think of it like, oh, well, you know, it's used, it's not going to sound as good or it's old or whatever. Don't even think that way. I've... I bought mine on Craigslist for $100, and it's an old one, and it sounds awesome. sounds just like the one that I bought brand new, um, and I wish I would have bought it used. I mean, they're just such great mics. They're rock solid. Um, make sure on the RE20 that you get one with a clip, because the clip itself for the RE20 will cost you 50 bucks. The SM7 has the clip built in which is cool because it's a part of the mic, but it's also not cool because it's a part of the mic. So you can't get it in as many places. It's hard to get inside of a kick drum. The RE20 is very easy to do that. Sometimes it's hard to get in certain you know, spots. The RE20 is very easily placeable. Now, they're both large diaphragm dynamics, but um, seriously, you need them. Check them out. Number two on the top 10 Studio Essentials under $500 is the Soundtoys Native Effects Bundle, which is right in at $495. Unless you are a student in some sort of an audio-related course and you can prove it with a receipt or with a transcript of something some kind, then you can get it for $250. Sound to- I do not know what I would do without Soundtoys. I mean, Decapitator and Echo Boy... I mean, Echo Boy should win some sort of a, award. I'm sure it's already won awards, but I mean, it has got to be the coolest delay plugin ever. I mean, the whole bundle comes with quite a few plugins. I think it comes with like eight plugins. And again, uh, we're not talking, I mean, like if we're talking comparing this to like a Waves bundle that you pay 500 bucks and get like 50 plugins, it's not the same caliber, honestly. No offense to Waves, but the Sound Toys plugins are something else. Decapitator and Devil Lock and Echo Boy and Tremolator, those are worth the price alone. I mean, those plugins are on almost every single mix that I... They are on every single mix that I do in some way. I mean, there is just... There is hardly a better, more versatile saturation plugin than Decapitator. There's hardly a better Tremlo plugin than Tremolator. There's hardly a better, you know, uh autopan plugin than Pan Man. And there's hardly a better micro shifter, which is not part of the bundle, but you can get it for pretty cheap. I think 150. Um you, but I mean there's hardly a better micro shift plugin. There's hardly a better delay plug-in than Echo Boy. I mean there are great plugins out there, don't get me wrong. I mean, I love the Fab Filter Timeless, Is that's a great delay, but it's not as intuitive as the Soundtoys. I mean, please, and again, please don't crack this stuff. Please support these small companies making amazing plugins. I mean, for that money, I mean, it is so worth its weight in gold. You will find yourself using Decapitator and Echo Boy just all the time. I mean, if you are a guitar player... And you've ever you've always wanted to emulate the delays of those expensive vintage delay pedals or delay units like uh, you know Benson's uh, Echo you know uh, Roland Space Echoes. I mean, th- this plugin can do it. Sounds awesome on everything. You can make it crystal clear. You can make it dirty and distorted and crunchy and saturated. You can make it modulated. You can seriously spend some time in these plugins getting the exact sound that you want, and the presets that come with it are out of this world. Very few plugin companies have presets that are really that good. Like, a lot of them are... They're okay, but you almost always have to tweak them. And um, I find that with Sound Toys, I mean, there are so, so many presets that you pull up and you're just like, wow, that sounds awesome. What do I even you know, what do I even do to that? You know, other than adjust the mix, however you need it, if it's on a send, you know, you can throw the mix up to a hundred percent or if it's on the actual track as an insert, you know, whatever. But I mean, gosh, I just cannot say enough good things about sound toys. Um, I'm trying to get a whole classroom set for my class, uh, up at the tech school where I teach, um, for the night class. And, uh, I, I, man, I just, I love them you should really really get into them if you're not into it already they really blow a lot of plugins out of the water remember if you're a student somewhere or you can prove that you're in you know you have some sort of education discount you can fill out a form on the sound toys website and if they approve it then you can get the whole bundle for 250 which is just insane it's an insane steal and even at the full price at you know 495 I, I, I can't say anything better I mean there's just amazing 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 plugins thank you sound toys for making these plugins and please please go look at them hear some demos and do yourself a favor and pick it up all right so the number one thing the number one studio essential under $500 is the fab filter pro q2 plugin now I don't talk a whole lot about plugins and um, I, I don't really know why I don't talk a whole lot about plugins but I uh, I, I've been sort of shifting my focus here and there to you know engineering and really trying to teach a little more engineering. And I've been getting some more requests recently for mixing. And uh, a question I get you know a lot of times is you know what plugins do you like for EQ or whatever. For the longest time, I was using DMG Equality, which is a great EQ plugin. Um, beautiful, beautiful interface, just simple, effective. I still use it to this day. I really, really like the DMG Equality plugin, um, but FabFilter Pro-Q 2, I believe it's $250, um, and for what it's worth, it doesn't require an Uh, iLock, is just, I, I can't say anything more than it is the best EQ plugin I have ever used in my entire life, and I don't know how anybody could beat it. It's not an analog emulator, it's not, you know, it doesn't have any harmonic distortion or saturation this and that or noise blah 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 it's just a really good EQ with an amazing amount of options up to 25 bands or something ridiculous you can do slopes on bell filters you can do you know 96 dB per octave high pass all the way down to 6 dB per octave high pass you can do all kinds of crazy curves I mean things that you have never been able to do before I mean never been able to do in any other EQ plugin out there pretty much I mean at least popular ones um, you know commonly known ones it's just the best EQ plugin I've ever used and do yourself a favor and you know just just try the demo it it might change your life a little bit you might realize like wow this is it's it's customizable. I mean, the, I, I would have to do a whole show to talk about all the features that it can, that it has. I mean, there's a video on their website. I believe it's 10 or 20 minutes just of like an overview of the things that it can do. It's really an incredible plugin. Kudos to Fab Filter. I've sent them emails just thanking them. Like, wow, this is unbelievable guys. Like, Thank you for making this. Pl- like, I've been waiting for a plugin that can do this and a plugin that can do that and a plugin that can do this. And FabFilter Pro Q2 does it all. Um, I will say that I was fairly, fairly impressed with Pro Q when it came out, but I still seem to like DMG equality more. Um, but then uh, I think it was last year, FabFilter came out with Pro Q2, and it just changed it all for me The the versatility the sound quality the flexibility the customizing you can do full screen eq i mean like i said just go watch the demo the features it's unbelievable what you can do with it 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 will change the way you eq music forever it will change the way that you i mean the power that you have to make any curve as narrow and as you know invisible or as wide and as you know also invisible as you want it to be just you could make you can make a bell filter the whole width of the spectrum and just do the tiniest little lift or you can do you know an incredibly small you know pull out a single frequency with 96 db per octave notch i mean it's crazy fab filter pro q it's the one it's the one for me it might be the one for you so check it out that is number 1 top studio essential i use it all the time and i love it all right, guys, I think my voice is going to hold together while I can uh, spare you the last 10. Um, before I do that, though, I wanted to mention a couple other top contenders for the $500 and below category that I didn't really know if they should be on there, if they were like number 10 or 11, or maybe maybe this one could have been 8, but uh, I just wanted to throw in these two extra ones that I, I think are really cool. Um, the first one is the Recoil Stabilizers from PrimaCoustic they're basically these monitor pads with a steel plate it's like foam and then like a steel plate and then like a rubberized plate um for you to set your monitors on and upon first look and you're you know i'm sure some of you guys have those oralex mopads um, or some other similar type isolating device and um you might look at these and be like hundred bucks a piece or you know whatever like what a scam but I can tell you from personal experience of owning them myself, they really, really do work. They really do improve the low end of your speakers, the clarity. They really do isolate. And it's just because of the acoustic principles behind it. You need mass to isolate. You can't just you know, have foam. Um, it, it just doesn't work that way. It works a little bit like that, but it, it doesn't work nearly as well unless you have mass to compress that foam Um, and I, I don't really want to get into it too far, but basically, um, they're probably a hundred bucks a piece. You got to find the right size for you. So you can end up spending, you know, hundred to 400 a pair. Um, and they're just awesome. They just really, really work. I've used them with, uh, you know, NS 10s. I've used them with all kinds of different speakers and the clarity that it brings to the low end for just that little bit of money is, is a great upgrade, Um, They help decouple the speakers from your desk or from stands or from whatever to make sure that the low end is not essentially not fusing with objects, you know, the desk, like rumbling or, you know, your your monitor bridge if you're using a console or a mixer or, you know, something like that. They work much better than just foam pads. Uh, Again, no offense to any companies that make foam pads, but um, this is one step further into a, a realm of, you know, just ooh yeah that's that's better and it's noticeably better for sure so check those out and the other sort of top contender that i couldn't decide was the cloud microphones cloud lifter this is a cool little uh, 150 dollar microphone pre preamp <laughs> if you will basically it is 20 decibels of extremely clean gain that is used um primarily for quieter microphones like ribbons or like sm7s and it adds 20 db of gain beforehand it's phantom powered so you you know run it mic cable from your mic into the cloud lifter then uh out of that into your mic preamp and then the phantom power is what powers the cloud lifter And what's great about that is if you're using ribbons, you have no chance of passing phantom power to the ribbon because the cloud lifter stops it. So if you're freaking out about ribbons for whatever reason, worried about phantom power, you know, which you shouldn't really unless you're using a patch bay. And if you're careful, then you're not going to hurt anything. But um, if you're really concerned about it, a cloud lifter is a guaranteed way to A, boost the level of that ribbon microphone, and B, make sure that phantom power doesn't pass to the ribbon ever Um, so I really recommend those. It's really nice to just have one around if you need extra gain on something. For example, I love ribbons on strings, but sometimes strings are incredibly quiet and sometimes ribbons are too. So I love using it on ribbon mics for that purpose. I love using it on, uh, you know, just really quiet things that need ultra clean gain. Um, it's kind of like, you know, running into two preamps, I mean, that's literally what it is. You get 20 decibels of extra gain, um, which is also really helpful if you're using sort of like, um, you know, budget preamps that um, not necessarily have a lot of gain on them or as you start getting up into the top ranges of the gain, it gets really noisy. This way, you don't have to push, you know, those preamps as much and you can get clean gain up front. Um, Essentially, it's almost like the mic was just louder and then you can push it up with your preamp. And it really, really does sound great. So check them out. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Recording Lounge. As always, you can send your questions, thoughts, comments, suggestions to recordingloungepodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to join our mailing list, you can go to recordingloungepodcast.com slash sign up. One word. I promise I won't spam you. I mainly use it to alert you when there are new shows Or, every now and then, I will use it to show you something cool that happened in the studio. Also, if you need freelance mixing or mastering for your project, please contact me. I will give you a specialized rate. Thank you for being a Recording Lounge listener and supporter. I will talk to you next time.